0: hello i'm your host nicole weaver this is the very first episode of the black bi reality podcast so thank you for joining me on this journey and today we are going to wrap up um a historical reality show netflix reality show the ultimatum i know the ultimatum queer love the finale and the reunion's been out for a little bit and because of that we're also going to give even Further updates than what we saw on the show. Um, Joining me to talk about this season is Alicia. She, they pronouns. Alicia is a writer, poet, and artist from Brooklyn, New York. She is a queer non-binary femme working on her first book. And she loves matcha lattes, cartoons, and Afrofuturism. She's also my bestie hi (laughs) hi how are you i'm good i'm so excited to talk about this season that gave us so much and a little bit we missed out on i feel but you know well, as these are real people so the ones we want to keep catching up on we can how are you feeling
1: I'm I'm feeling excited to talk about this show. I I think this was the best uh Netflix reality dating show so far. In it's my opinion, statement. it's a big statement. <laughs> I mean, I haven't seen them all. I haven't seen them all. Yeah. I've only seen Love is Blind this and Dating Around. Wow. Dating Around is is another great one. But um I Rest feel like this show. What was that?
0: as a rest in peace to that show. I know.
1: I keep hoping it's going to come back. <laughs> but um, yeah, I feel like this show brought out a lot of nuances around like long-term queer committed relationships. But they also blocked a lot of conversations that could have happened, I feel, within. So, but we can get to that later. But um, yeah, let's, I'm ready to, I'm excited to, to talk about this, to dive into this.
0: All right, we're going to dive in by couple and start really with the last two episodes. Um and with that, we can then talk about the whole season as a whole. So, the first first of all, our host Joanna Garcia Swisher,
1: our straight host. <laughs> Um I just feel like it was a missed opportunity. They could have had a queer host. Like why not have a queer host? What was that about? I don't
0: I think it was honestly Netflix trying to be like the streets feel comfortable because not only did they just find a straight a white woman for this. They found like the straightest, I feel. <laughs> like she was she was on Reba years ago being the Oh, that's where she's from. I was like exactly. she looks
1: familiar, but I didn't know where okay, that makes yes. sense. She's a single mom who works too hard who loves her kids and never stops. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and she's one who like
0: got pregnant dumb dumb boyfriend Um, and now she's on Sweet Magnolias which is another show and it's very they're in the south like it's very they might not talk about religion a lot but you know it's like a Christian show I think they were weirdly trying Mm. to port that viewership in which is like Mm, I see. And The Bachelor does this too. It's like really trying to get everyone in instead of just narrowing down on like the true audience of this. And when you do that, you really risk losing everyone because you're trying to ride right.
1: Both yeah. Ride both trains, you say? I said <laughs> ride a line. But oh. yeah. <laughs>
0: It's fence sitting. That's what it is. It's not writing the line. It's fence sitting.
1: Yeah, I I feel like there there were so many hosts that they could have chosen. They even could have chosen like a, a queer person who has been on a reality show before to be the host. Like that would have been interesting. Um, but yeah, it was a missed opportunity. At times, I felt like she probably didn't care as much about like the couple. You know, I just like. There wasn't an investment that probably would have made um, hosting feel more interesting. And yeah, it was just a missed opportunity for real agreed
0: we can talk talk another episode about if they come back who they can bring on as a host but moving on at the reunion we start with lexi and ray their update they said that the year has been amazing they moved to california Ray's leaving behind questions about their future which makes their relationship easier um and Yeah, Lexi admits she was very vulgar in talking about Vanessa and Ray's hookup, apologizes. Um,
1: How did you feel about this update? See, I mean, that's hard because I know (laughs) where they are now. Yeah. So I I guess like, let me try to rewind to how I felt in the moment first watching this reunion. I am seeing them, that, that they're still together. I guess I felt like, okay, like this is this is good that they seem to be in a happier place, that they seem to be, to have a better understanding of like, who they are together. Um, I, I mean, I feel like their relationship was one of the relationships I didn't like, bye. I feel so fucked up saying that. But like, it was one of the relationships that I I definitely felt like I don't know uh, if this is going to last. Um, It feels like there's things that they both need. Well, first of all, like, Ray often felt like uncomfortable being on this show. And that was like a big red flag for me, because maybe it was a really big sacrifice for her to come on this show and to to uh, be in the space that, that really didn't seem to suit like how she communicates as a person and like having cameras on you all the time, like that seems like a lot of stress on any of their relationships. But especially for, for her as a person, she seemed uh, very quiet at some times, very uncomfortable. Like, it was hard to articulate how she felt. So for me, that was one thing that was just like, I often felt like I don't know who this couple really is because of this landscape that they're being placed in and how one person in this relationship is not as expressive in this moment, in this environment. And and I did wonder if like the affair with Vanessa like added to that, right? Like if that was some, I mean, if maybe them hooking up was a part of like maybe some nerves that Ray needed to release or I don't know, I don't want to speak for Ray, but back to, to where they were at at the reunion. I think that it it was nice to see Lexi happier because I know throughout the whole season, Lexi was stressing out with Ray and Lexi just really, she kept saying over and over how she wanted to feel chosen. She wanted to feel like Ray was really committing to her in a big way. So in that sense, I was just like, okay, I'm I'm glad that y'all seem to be like, that your love seems stronger. But I also was just like, I don't know if this is really what Ray wants. Um, because Ray often felt confused about what she wants. Yeah. I agree. Lexi
0: seemed happier. But Ray I wanted it I think I wanted to believe them. Right. Like I really wanted to believe that there was at least another couple that uh was able to make it out of this but um knowing what we know now that they're no longer together um according to the the title card at the very end um i still think lexi was very much like running the show she was talking more when it came to the update and ray did mostly come from just her own experience it does sound like ray did this for lexi because when when lexi was really giving it to her about hooking up with vanessa she was like you know me like i'm i'm not the type to like even do a show and i kind of like pushed myself out of my like comfort zone for you like try to give me a little bit of grace um and yeah and i kind of felt like she was still uh uncomfortable especially when they brought in Vanessa to talk about how Lexi um felt about that whole situation I don't even know if Ray even looked in Vanessa's direction and we know she was scared too with that whole party scene so
1: it felt like Ray felt like she had a lot to prove in that relationship Mm -hmm. and I think that can become daunting at a point if if one person always feels like they're in the wrong and always feels like they're atoning for something. Um, I feel like I misspoke when it came to like the sex scene between like Ray and Vanessa. What I meant was that like I'm wondering if Ray, if the anxiousness of being on this show and the excitement of of having sex with someone new, if if there was something at play there. That's kind of what I meant, you know?
0: Yeah, and I think Ray said as much um, on social media after that, like it happened um, after a night of like going out and everything. So
1: Mm
0: -hmm. I think for both of them, it was just like a might as well (laughs) situation. A might as well, and I,
1: I think that like, vanessa was was really throwing it like she was really throwing the kitty cat like she Mm -hmm. was really like coming on strong i think uh vanessa um vanessa really wants to explore her sexuality more which you know kudos to that i it seems like uh xander and vanessa have an understanding because xander didn't seem like when when it came out that things happened between Vanessa and Ray, Xander was just like, and, like, why, like, and I think it's even problematic that there was so much attention put on what happened and, like, the the descriptions of it, like, we don't need to know all that, like, I believe in, like, y'all can keep your sex lives to yourselves. Like I feel like it was it was exploited a lot yeah. in a way that um was also making Ray even more uncomfortable, feeling even more guilty. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that I mean, obviously, we saw from how it played out with with Lexi that like it was very frustrating for Lexi, understandably so. But I also wonder, like if there was that conversation beforehand of like what are the boundaries in being in these new? Uh, in these new couples for us, like, can we explore physical connections? Um, Lexi seems to personally not like the idea of Ray and Vanessa because she just does not trust Vanessa. Yeah. But I also still wonder, like, was there that conversation of like, if I'm feeling it, she's feeling it, things might happen.
0: So, Lexi did mention this. She said that Ray, unprompted, said, um, I'm not gonna do anything with, yeah. And that's why she was trying to hold her accountable so hard. Of like, I didn't even ask you; you went out of your way, which is something yeah. we'll still hear later on about Yoli. So this is like a true Yoli. A trend. We, need, we need a
1: minute before we even get into. Yoli. <laughs> I know,
0: I know, but it it seems like that that happens. You want to reassure your partner that you're not gonna hurt them and be specific. But really, you can't
1: promise, like, you can't, you you can't promise, you're, You're like, living, you're living with this person, you're, like, there's a lot of intimacies happening, you're sleeping in the same bed, you're waking up together, you're, you're also confiding in each other about, like, either missing your original partner, or what, what the issues were in that original relationship like it's really intimate we see that for some of these couples they either become friends or or there is a lot of like spilling of like this is what's bothering me in my original relationship and this is what i want to work on and that can lead to feeling comfortable and having sex like that can lead to that right three fucking weeks with one person in a in a domestic situation you haven't seen your partner in a minute who knows like you're probably the kind of person who has like sex with your partner multiple times a day or multiple times a week. Like, not to say that like you can't control yourself, but it it is hard to keep promises on this show.
0: You might change your mind. And <laughs> that's just something you gotta be honest <laughs> with yourself about. Which I don't think there was a lot of that going on. Um, I will I will talk a little bit. I'm trying to see. Okay, so we both know. I think at the end of each section, we're just gonna give the the further update about these people. So we already kind of talked about this, but Lexi's in a new relationship.
1: She sure is. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> the long time. For a second, I know because I am I was. I was on Lexi's Instagram. She has these gorgeous. Lingerie photos. So I was mm-hmm. thinking about that for a second. Yes. Yeah. Um she seems happier. She seems super
0: happy. Um apparently this relationship started from roommates. Um they were roommates first. So <laughs> very interesting story. They both seem to be pretty much on the same page of like things. So so good for Lexi. Meanwhile, Ray is currently still single so if any lesbians <laughs> or
1: i mean like, for her <laughs> like shout out to being single like i i think honestly i i can i can sympathize with both of them in that relationship like i i feel like they both wanted something that maybe the other wasn't necessarily fulfilling um i can sympathize with lexi wanting a full-on commitment and i can sympathize with ray feeling like feeling confused and and feeling um yeah like i can sympathize with both of them so maybe ray's in a place where she's figuring out herself more and that's great and maybe she's dating a couple people who knows but Mm. shout out to her
0: Shout out to her. It seems like a lot of the cast members are actually still cool with her. There's a lot of people who aren't cool with each other. So I think it says a lot that like everyone's like, Oh yeah, Ray, like awesome. And her mm-hmm. personality totally comes out on social media. It's kinda it's kinda sad um how muted she was during the season. But moving on. We got to Vanessa and Xander next. We find out they don't talk. Vanessa said the experience made her realize that they shouldn't be together. And they both talked about potentially being friends, which is like, these lesbians do not know how to let go.
1: (laughs) I mean, they were a pivotal part of each other's lives in terms of... um, like like they seemed to be each other's first serious queer relationship. Mm-hmm. So I can understand it being hard to untangle from that. Like they met a lot to each other. They were together for a long time. Four years is a minute to be with one person. And um, they grew up together, it seems like. And they knew each other from high school too. So there's mm-hmm. a lot of history there that we, I realized that, like at first, I was hating on Vanessa, but it got to a point where I'm just like, you know what? There's a lot of history here. It, it makes sense why this is such an emotional experience, mm-hmm. and she seems really, she seems really heartbroken about the fact that they're not together or not in each other's lives in the way that they used to be. And Xander, but Xander seems like fully accepting it and like ready to explore what's next
0: interesting i didn't have the same perspective i thought vanessa seemed very at peace you know Mm -hmm. like the host asked vanessa first like um do you guys think since they were speaking so positively about each other do you guys think you'll ever revisit this and it was vanessa who said like no immediately and she was just like yeah i just realized i wasn't giving my all to you and this made me realize we shouldn't be together and like that's that's okay she's she's still a little sad at like talking about that because it's still even um when i think of my past relationships it's so jarring for from someone to being like your partner to like kind of stranger um but she seemed like yeah no like i'm moving beyond it i hope she's living her best like bisexual life because she really did seem like she just wanted to be free and explore yeah
1: she did seem that way i mean you can accept something intellectually but emotionally you're still processing it Mm
0: -hmm. that's
1: what i got from vanessa Mm -hmm. like she was tearing up talking about her feelings about where they're at now so I think she knows it's the best thing for them not to be together but i think emotionally it's so hard yeah that's fair that's very fair Mm
0: -hmm. um of course going from that conversation we go to yoli and mal mal kicks things off saying that they're happily broken up okay yoli said it took two weeks after filming before mal went home with a one-way ticket which um i believe mal's um parents are caribbean but i don't know exactly where home is um and then mal said that how they handled conflict was trash continued to be trash after filming so that's what led to the breakup are you shocked are you no
1: (laughs) hell no like they they needed to not be together um First of all, Mal is just a precious soul. I think Mal is like number one day for a lot of people right now in terms of like, you know, I was watching this season and I, I definitely had a mental checklist like, wow, Mal is checking off a lot of things for me in terms of a partner. So I I feel like Mal, Mal just deserves so much more than what Yoli was giving and Yoli was flipped flopping back and forth all season. I think I could see this experience being something that like showed Mal who Yoli really is. Like like, there were moments where it felt like Yoli was acting brand new over Xander. And, you know, actually I rewatched the first episode and, and Mal had said something. Mal was like, had that line about, you know, Yoli, uh, oh, fast. Mal, that, but also, like, Mal not knowing what specifically about themselves makes Yoli feel like they're the one, Absolutely. and that, um and that Mal's afraid that through this experiment, like, Yoli might turn around and be like, I'm in love with someone else, and that's exactly what happened. Like that is exactly Ooh. like Mal called it before the show even started. Mal called it, and Yoli said something like, "I'm sorry you feel that way." Mm-hmm. That's what Yoli said, and and that's exactly what Yoli did, and it's like it's 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 wild because I actually was rooting for Xander and Yoli at one point, but I also was like. Yoli needs to break up with Mal for this to happen and so that Mal can find someone who is way better for them, right? But I think that Yoli was, I don't know, it seemed like Yoli was infatuated, whether intentionally or not, was infatuated with this idea of two people pining over her. and. I mean, I'm sorry, I have to say it, like, it's, it's like, true. Yoli, It's Yoli true. showed up, Yoli showed up to Xander on the second, on the engagement episode, took off her ring,
0: because she wanted to hear what Xander had to say, she
1: wanted to hear what Xander had to say without seeing the ring, like, she, she wanted
0: affirmations,
1: oh lord, like,
0: and, like, it, it just harkens back to when um, Mal and Yoli had that big, like, discussion argument of, like, what do you want us to do? You want us to fight for you and, like, die for you? And, like, that also makes me so angry when, like, Yoli tried to twist things after the party and tell Mal, well, you were taking my agency away. Nah, because down to the last second, you were still playing with people. And I... Mal seems to know you so well. Mal probably knew you would have done this to the very end. Like, make a decision. That's the whole point.
1: I mean, that is what Yoli did to the very end. And I think what's heartbreaking is that Mal Mal seems like the kind of person who is very loyal in a relationship and will exhaust all their options until... Until the end, right? Like, the fact that Mal proposed, I, that wasn't a happy proposal. There was not, It didn't feel celebratory. It just felt like Mal was just like, you know, I'm going to be here for you. Like, Mal kept saying it. I'm here. Yoli will be like, I'm so in love with Xander. And Mal's just like, well, we'll figure it out. Which, to me, <laughs> was giving. And, and this goes into what, and in some of the nuances that I think this show is not ready to dive into around queerness. To me, yeah uh Mal saying that was kind of giving like a little poly, like maybe Mal would have been open to an open relationship if, yeah. if Yoli did want to get married, like maybe Mal was basically kind of in, kind of saying like, Okay, like I still love you, I know you love Xander, we wanna be together, like you can also be with Xander. Mm-hmm. I felt like that's what mal was probably alluding to we don't know but why else would someone still propose to you when you just told them you're in love with someone else right
0: same vibe i got the same vibe and polyamory did kind of come up uh in the season it was like i think the first episode um where someone brought up well what if we all just like dated each other and was like a polycule or something, and they were all laughing and joking, and it was like Mildred who was like, "Nah, never," and Tiff too. They were like, "We're super monogamous,"
1: which and I mean, super toxic. <laughs> which which those things are not. Uh, they're not anonymous. Anonymous. They're not mean, exclusive. Yes, they're not. Because poly people like, can be toxic too. But it was <laughs> no surprise.
0: It was no mm-hmm. surprise that they were both like, "No, no." Um so yeah it does come up but yeah this this show and its format is solely like and like almost all hetero dating shows are like this they'll take hetero people and put them technically in a poly situation
1: yeah but yes, if you
0: ever yes. dared actually went down that road, it would be oh, that's so weird and stuff like that. And exactly. So at the end, it's supposed to be monogamy. Choose one person, the winner, and that's that's true love. And it's like y'all wild.
1: But they're they're utilizing polyamorous concepts in mm-hmm. a way to incite drama, in exactly. a way to incite like hetero drama basically, exactly. because it's like if like everyone's dating each other, everyone's like getting really intimate, comfortable with each other, but then you want to pull them back and be like, you got to choose one person to be with now. Like, I mean, essentially dating in real life is, well, this is a reality show, so it's still real, but like dating in like real life about cameras is essentially like you are dating multiple people and then you choose one or more people that you would like to continue something else with right um that you want to grow something with but i think like yeah the way that it's used in these shows it it is to like create a certain kind of tension to create a certain kind of build up and to like confuse the the people on it and Mm -hmm. it and they end up getting hurt when it's like i wonder if there are ways to explain Explore different possibilities, right? Um, Like, what if the trial marriage happened before the, the new marriages, right? Like, what if we saw what these couples are like together for three weeks, and then they broke up and were with a new couple, and then they have a decision, right? Like, I wonder how that format would change the show versus we know nothing about the original couple. We see them in a new relationship, and then we see them with their original partner. Like...
0: I think it would take away a lot of the drama, you know? It would take
1: away so much, yeah. <laughs> so they're not... So much. Drama. But I'm interested in that dynamic because I <laughs> want to get to know Yoli and Mal before they're stripped from each other. Like, I want to know what that was like. Yeah. Um, yeah. And other people too, right? Because I think as a viewer, when you see it the way that it is now, you, I mean, sometimes you end up, hmm, it's just a different experience.
0: And mm-hmm. there's ways
1: that like, you probably didn't notice something about a person before or like a pattern that this person has that you would have seen sooner if, they, if we see them together for longer.
0: Yeah. Um, mal also talks about the closure like well the talk that yoli had with xander at the last group party setting and um they said that they thought that was a closure talk not the the flirting hand holding
1: yeah and
0: also called out yoli for being kind of deceptive um yes yoli said i'm in love with this other person but um Yoli apparently texted Mal saying, don't you, you don't have to worry and kind of like trying to be reassuring and then kind of pulled the rug out from under Mal, which Mal again said that was unprompted.
1: You texted me during your marriage to say that. I mean, it go it goes back to our theory before that like yo it seemed like yoli wanted to have both balls in her court oh that's a gross analogy <laughs> but like she wanted to make sure she had both of her romantic options always at bay right like it seems like um by reassuring mal that like they are still going to be together, but also reassuring Xander that Xander's her number one. It's like, mm-hmm. why play both sides of the field, right? Unless you, you either want to make sure you leave with someone, mm-hmm. or you just sincerely need to to feel validated by both people, right? Like, yeah. and okay. when she told, when they had that fight, when Mal and Yoli had that fight, and Mal was sitting on the kitchen counter, Oops. I love that <laughs> scene. <laughs> Just being mean, gay. Just being with gay. Yeah, like the, <laughs> I love that scene four Mal sitting on the kitchen counter. Like it was so cute. Yeah. But yeah, when Mal gets heated and and it's just like, just let me go and Yoli's like I can't Oof. You know that Mal is a good partner, like, like you're probably not still in love with Mal anymore, but you know that on paper, Mal is amazing, right, and you're being possessive, like you don't want Mal to be happy with someone else, even though they're not happy with you, exactly, (laughs)
0: like it's, it's so wild, because like I said, the whole season, Yoli has downed Mal as a roommate, as a, a sexual partner, as like a potential like co parent. Yeah. Like it, it seems by the end of the season, I was questioning what do you like about Mal? Because I haven't heard it this whole entire time. And then still saying, like, yeah, but I I don't want to let you go. Um, and the face Yoli makes when she makes this, is like oh, yeah. I just I can't, well, I can't. And it's um, yeah. I think I think on some level she has to know what she's got, or else it's mm-hmm. like you know, it's so hard to let go. Though.
1: Well, I think that Mal gave Yoli a strong sense of security, but I think at the end of the day, like the, the romantic attraction was probably waning. And but I, I think that if if you've been in a relationship for a long time, like, you do have to um, reinvigorate the romantic connection consistently, right? Like, it's not just rainbows and butterflies all the time. Like, sometimes it is just about like, yeah, like, I I have a strong bond with this person, maybe right now, things are not as spicy as it was on day one. But like, there's ways to reinvigorate that. And but it also just seems like Yoli got swept up in, in like the newness and the sexiness of Vander, and was ready, but also intellectually knew that like, all right, I can't just like give up this long-term relationship for like this new, seemingly amazing one, right? Like I think Yoli knew that that didn't make sense, but also wanted to do that at the same time. Yeah. But I wonder if like okay, this might be a uh this this might this might sting. Uh I hate to make this comparison, but it's it's giving I can't remember her name, but it's giving the white girl with the blonde hair from Love is Blind who was just like, I'm I'ma let you answer this before me Oh so it's, it's my kind of God. giving that where my like, mm-hmm. like I think if if Mal walked away, Yoli would have left with Xander. Yoli yes. would if Mal didn't propose, Yoli I- would have had her excuse to be like, You see, Mal, Mal never wanted me to like let me go to yeah. Xander, right? Like I think yeah. but Mal is not that type of person. Again, Mal will exhaust their op- their options because they they're loyal to, to Yoli right and I think Yoli knew that and maybe subconsciously Yoli was trying to push Mal away right but I don't know it's it's complicated but I think yeah but I think if, if Mal would have left Yoli would have had her reason to be like all right Xander let's run off into the sunset together I don't feel bad like you know there's no guilt yeah, yeah
0: and uh mal was like oh i wish you guys just tried dating and then vanessa's like they did (laughs) mal said no 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 no." i mean like in the wild vanessa they did (laughs) and then yoli trying to act all stank and being like is there anything else, Vanessa? First of all, Vanessa only comes through with facts. She's
1: oh, that's oh, all. She yes, yes. That is the one thing I'll give Vanessa. But but I want to re- rewind real quick. The fact that like Mal had like the security and compassion within themselves to be like, yes, watching Yoli and Xander mm. hurt me, but at the same time, I was like, this is cute. Yep. Listen. Yeah. Mal. You are amazing. Like, like, that was the most secure thing to ever say. Like, yes, this hurts, but also, like, y'all should give this a try. Like, I recognize that y'all had something, and it was kind of cute, even though y'all fucked me over. That's wild. That's, that's a lot. That's a big person.
0: <laughs> Alicia, do you think you could be as big?
1: I I've heard, you. I've heard you. I don't think. I don't. So. Okay. I don't think. I mean, it depends on the person. It depends on the. There's definitely some people from my past that like I will genuinely be happy for them if they found someone that
0: if they found that they
1: loved while you were still with them. Um. <laughs> exactly. There's a betrayal here. There is a betrayal. I, I mean, it, there. there's so much to learn from Mal, right? It's yeah. like, because I think Mal just knows that they're a bad, like, they just know that they're a bad bitch. So <laughs> it's like, you betraying me has actually nothing to do with me. <laughs> like, I know I'm the shit. Like, this is all you, boo-boo. Like, I, I think that's so admirable, like, that confidence that they have. Mm-hmm. So I will hold on to that for the future if I ever get... <laughs> betrayed again, but um, never again. Never again. <laughs> never again. Yes, never again. Hopefully, but even but if it does happen, I am enough. I'm a bad bitch. Like it's not on me. <laughs>
0: exactly. Mal did say like the beauty of what you did, Yoli, is that everyone sees that I'm a great partner, yep. a great parent. Because yep. that's what Yoli kept trying to trying to go for. Um, I did forget to do updates for our last couple. So I'm gonna do an Mm -hmm. update for all of them. So Vanessa, Vanessa, do I have an update for Vanessa? I don't know whether she's single or with someone right now, but Xander did say in a cameo uh, TikTok that right now they mostly talk to Ray. Um, They said no to rekindling things with Yoli and they're at different spots in their lives. Meanwhile, Yoli said that she talks to Ray every day. She says she checks in with Xander often, which kind of goes against uh, with what Xander just said, but um, (laughs) you can tell me if if that uh, is true. Um, And then she says she's cool with Mal and she's not dating anyone. Um, do we have who else did did I miss anyone? So Vanessa, Xander, Yoli, and Mal. Mal, I don't I can't tell if Mal is single or taken, honestly. Oh, Mal said that Lexi will be in her life forever, though. And maybe one day they'll be romantic when Lexi is older. Uh Mal's closest mm. friendship. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Very interesting. Even with Lexi being in a relationship,
1: I think Mal's like I could. Do
0: this. I'm not going to. Mal
1: one. knows that <laughs> anyone can get it if they wanted to give it to someone. Like,
0: exactly. But like, yeah. Respect to Lexi and her new partner, but just saying. Um, and then Mal said that their closest relationships is Lexi and then Sam. So.
1: Those are the updates. Mm. Okay. Okay. I like I like the sound of all of that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you you told me that I shouldn't talk to my you'd be telling me not to talk to my exes. I, yeah. I it's nice to hear that they that some of these exes are still cool. Yeah. I think being, cool, so being possible. cool
0: You know? What? Being cool doesn't mean you necessarily talk. Like the vibe I'm getting from a lot of these people is like, I love this person. I spent so many um years with this person. If we ever need each other, I know we would be there, but like I haven't seen you <laughs> in forever. <laughs> and like that's that's probably the best Place you can get to when yeah. you an ex. Um, yeah. So yeah, and it's so interesting, right? Because this show was filmed in 2021, so we had so much time. I feel like any other show, because they usually try to at least come onto Netflix a year later. Um, the cast is then trying to hang out with each other, do some like mm-hmm. talk stuff. Let's ride the fame, but it it feels like there's so much distance because it's been so long that it's like you're naturally seeing like what the real connections like came from the show and how yeah
1: yeah yeah I mean I'm not surprised about Lexi and and Mal staying friends they seemed like they would stay in each other's lives um but there was something you said that made me think it would be good to pivot to Mildred and tiff um you said, oh, about being at the best place with a partner is being able not with an ex partner mm-hmm. is being able to say like you know we're not really in each other's lives, but we have love for each other, and if they ever needed something, I got them and that made me think about how when Tiff reached out to Mildred about um their dog being in the hospital, it seems like it was that kind of connection they were hoping for of like, we're not together, but like this, you know, this creature that's very important to me is unwell. And like, you've known this dog through their health issues. Like, can you support me right now? Yeah. And I feel like they were met with uh, first a lot of interruptions, but also a rejection and, it wasn't getting into them.
0: I don't even know if Tiff from what we heard was even asking for support. It was like, Mm. just to let you know, because I've had that happen with exes. I had an ex who like literally lost his mom, like not too long after we broke up. And he was he called me and was just like just so you know this happened like that's that's a normal thing and I think Mildred was trying to make it into a manipulative thing yeah like like, you're using this dying dog to get back in my life and that's oh which is such a fucked up thing to say like
1: which is such a wild thing to say right like
0: Alright, so this is how I want to do the Tiff and Mildred stuff. Um, Obviously, warning for domestic abuse since it was mentioned in the show. I don't want to go rehashing line by line what Mildred said. Instead, Tiff has come out with their own uh, video. You can find it on YouTube called My Side of the Story on the Fweebs F-W-E-E-B as in Boy S podcast. Um, I will link it in um, the bio, but I will bring up basically Tiff's rebuttals to Mildred's accusations. So Tiff said that majority of the relationship, they felt bad for Mildred, and that meant they kept feeling like they had be better for Mildred to stop calling them names or behavior that she might have learned from her past. Tiff said that they felt like a bad person and was in a cycle of being discarded by Mildred. Um, Mm. Sam, Sam helped them realize that they were enough though, and every time Tiff left Mildred in the past they were blamed and they actually used Mildred blaming Aussie for their um, for walking out and which I, at the time, I was also team Aussie on that. Um, Tiff said Aussie had boundaries where they didn't. So that explains why Tiff actually did seem angry at Aussie when it came out that Aussie left. Tiff said that they explained this to Mildred and the term reactive abuse. They claimed that Mildred laughed and said, you're not Johnny Depp. Uh, Mildred then tried to make her own TikToks, giving her side of the story. I honestly did not watch all of them, but there was a time where she actually claimed her actions were reactive abuse, which Tiff then showed of like, this is uh, allegedly a private conversation where she basically laughed at the concept of Tiff saying my actions are reactive abuse then using Mm. it for her own explanation. Um, Tiff said that they gave Netflix info about the DV case and the police report. They said um, Tiff didn't wanna mention the case, but of course we see Mildred was the one who mentioned the case first. Tiff stands by calling Mildred a trash mom because she Mm. alleged would abuse Tiff in front of the sun. And Tiff said repeatedly Tiff would be like not in front of the sun. Um, Tiff said lastly that they um, did have new women at their house, but again, it was their residence. Mildred's stuff was just there needing to be taken out. Um, And They both wear eyeliner. So it made no sense for Mildred, who is wearing eyeliner, claiming uh, she doesn't. Mm, Got Uh, you. Lastly, the whole board game, um, Tiff believes it might have been a deck of cards that has questions when you're first dating someone. And Tiff was just like, yeah, I got that because I was dating new people. Um, And Tiff is very suspicious of why or how Mildred would know is
1: mm-hmm. in the mail
0: that was not addressed to Mildred. <sighs> so, hearing Tiff's side of the story, since Tiff did not get to share that on the show, um, yeah, does that, And and a big thing that Tiff said is that at the end, they didn't feel like they could respond to Mildred in a coherent way because Mildred was just stacking on right. accusation over accusation after accusation, and like even down to when Mildred's like, "You, you tried to force me to pay like two thirds of the rent," like Tiff was so confused <laughs> just by that because it's like uh, Tiff at this point was like, maybe. She was actually talking about a utilities conversation. Yeah. Um, So yeah, a lot of confusion and gaslighting we
1: saw. Yeah, Mildred was such a terrible communicator and very, very self-centered in that relationship. Um, There's so many things to unpack about, about their dynamic, like this, this uh, one person having abandonment issues, the other person, and and how that leads to that person, like testing the other person's like boundaries in order to see, like, if they will stay, um, Tiff, Tiff's growth throughout the show, like Tiff recognizing that there's some toxicity in this relationship, recognizing ways that they could like, improve on how they communicate their feelings, how they like talk about their needs was a really big deal to me. And I, it just felt like Mildred felt like there was nothing that she needed to change about herself. And to hear all the ways that that relationship got worse after the show is really sad and really scary. And yeah, I, I think there, the demise of their relationship is, like, one of the, like, saddest reality TV show breakups that I've seen. Like, it it just felt, like, extremely emotional and, like, abusive. And the fact that, like, Tiff couldn't even, didn't even feel, like, safe enough to, like, vocalize their feelings in this moment. Because this person is, like, attacking them with all these accusations and not giving them a moment to express themselves. I completely sympathize with Tiff leaving. Um, And, you know, similar to to Yoli showing her ass on this show, Mildred showed her ass on this show. And Mm -hmm. it's, yeah, it's really terrible. I I hope that, I hope Mildred's in a better place. I really do. I hope Tiff is in a better place too. It seems like Tiff is, like, being away from the show, being away from Mildred. Mm -hmm. But, um it's it's really it's really sad seeing how their relationship went downhill so much oh yeah i
0: i'm like so proud of tiff like yes tiff was doing better even in the middle of the season and was yes. that and even after and talking about their experience like I, like people can come away with their own conclusions, but I think the biggest sign of TIFF was um, a victim of abuse. It's just all the resources TIFF uses in the video and like studies that they were um, talking about when it comes to like how abuse literally changes your mind mm. um, and you get stuck in fight, flight or freeze or fawn, you know? And that was the state they were in for a lot of this relationship. And I think we kind of kind of see that um, and we saw it also play out with Aussie. I really wish we got to see Aussie talk more about their experience with Mildred, because I I can't believe Mildred just heard Aussie speak up saying like um, what just happened really. uh. Reminded me of my experience. Like I'm sure Mildred had something to say. i but they they cut it. Um, and I think just wanted to move on, and like I just really questioned like the producers of the show. They knew, according to Tiff, um, and still had these two people on the same stage. I think it would have been so much better if they separated that
1: right, to right.
0: Talk about everything.
1: Um, because yes, Mildred immediately took the reunion took that portion of the reunion as their as her chance to make it about her, like as soon as Tiff started talking, she interrupted, and I also am really proud of tiff like i I'm so proud of how they transformed during this show, and just like yeah, I'm just so proud of them, but like yeah, Mildred. Who man it's it's hard because I do have compassion for like I'm 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 presuming that a lot of reasons why Mildred is the way that she is has you know her abandonment issues like the how difficult it is being a single mother like I I can have sympathy for that but I think she just the ways that she's looking for like an unconditional kind of love from a partner is like it's, it's twisted and problematic in how she's expecting to have that with a person by by having this expectation that they can withstand her abuse
0: mm-hmm. and not
1: seeing it as abuse. Right. Seeing mm-hmm. it as like actual needs or, or actual commitments. It's it's really. Yeah, I, I hope I hope that she's in a better place. I really do yeah 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 i don't know
0: if there's like much more to say yeah, on that i don't think so shout, shout out, to tiff. So. Shout yeah. out to tiff for sure shout out to tiff. Mm-hmm. um i don't think i have an update with tiff but obviously tiff has a podcast totally mm. look into it listen to it um support tiff um moving on our last couple was aussie and sam Sam jokes about telling Aussie that engagement means getting married after, and that <laughs> Aussie was a deer in headlights with that comment. Uh, they have compromised, Aussie tries to shorten the time they need space, um, Okay. and Sam gets, hopefully, her resolution. Um and then Aussie hasn't told the parents and is waiting to announce the engagement to do so. They plan to have a ceremony here and in Australia. Um, thoughts on this reunion moment and just their journey?
1: Um, I'm I'm looking forward to the future of Aussie and Sam. Like when I was rewatching the some of the episodes, I like there was a tenderness between them and yeah like I, I did have like mixed feelings around how aussie handles conflict like on on one side i was like i completely completely empathize with like needing space during conflict needing to like take care of yourself and your emotions and like calm yourself down but then on the other side i was like i don't know how sustainable this is it's like mm-hmm. any time that your partner needs to to communicate about something that's on their mind or something that's bothering them in the relationship that you cannot be present for that conversation. Like that seems really, like that's not a, a good practice long-term. So, but yeah, I do I do feel like I'm very hopeful about them. And I, I did get mad at Aussie <laughs> at the restaurant when like, <laughs> when Aussie was like, this is bullshit, this is bullshit, when Sam was talking. But at the end of the day, um, the proposal was adorable, <laughs> and I did feel like, especially after the talks that you and I have had like one on one, I felt like, yeah, this this is the relationship that like the this one communication tweak can open up a new realm for how they can be together. So like, there's a lot of hope there. There's a lot of like excitement for what they could become.
0: Yeah, I have hope for them, too. Um, I think throughout the whole season, I had much more, like, compassion for Aussie than, um, than like, the general uh, public. And I think that's just as someone who I, I can admit, I'm a little avoidant. Um, but also. I don't think you are. <laughs> well, <laughs> I know. Oh, right. I'm like I'm really I really bounce between whether I'm avoidant or not. like i i I get into it when I think it's a real problem. And I think for for Aussie, my sympathy and where I could kind of see is the whole roommate bickering over like household stuff and cooking. That's when I get real avoidant of like I cannot be bothered <laughs> like i don't know if that makes me like a terrible roommate or whatever but it's like the most boring kind of conflicts it's just it's <laughs> you, you do have to like, it is it's like one person who is like i need the living situation to be this way and then the person who has a different perspective is like I like it this way. And it's almost always the person who has maybe higher expectations on, like, the cleaning and the cooking is, like, this is an issue, and you have to measure up to mine. And I don't always think
1: that's, like, the solution. (laughs) So, like, that's Mm, why. I don't. See, that's that's really (laughs) – i i have to disagree just because like i i am not a person who can like i don't like the feeling of like not being on the same page with someone that you're living with in terms Mm -hmm. of like uh how you keep the house or how you keep the apartment whatever so i can def i definitely feel like i'm probably the person who's just like yo you need to clean the bathroom you need to clean the kitchen because like i'm tired i've done it like the past three weeks in a row like Yeah. yeah you know Uh, But I think it is good to establish early on, like, what people's cleaning styles are, what their cleaning timelines are. Um,
0: But I I feel like, um, (laughs) But yeah, I, I agree. But I think it is, like, if you ever just try to, like, meet in the middle, you know, and, like, Maybe there's a third solution. Like Sam, Sam's perfect. Cause Sam had the solution that I have of like, let's just hire someone. <laughs> like, if you have the yeah. funds fun to just hire someone, we have yeah.
1: to talk about stupid dishes. <laughs> I was like, Sam's That's perfect. true, that's true, that is, that is true. If you have the means, yes, yeah. that is the solution. But if um, you don't, you know, most of us do not have those means. Yeah. So. <laughs> So yeah. it is, like, okay, how are we going to – uh, because, like, it can kill intimacy mm-hmm. if, like, you're not on the same page of, of like, how to take care of the homes. Yeah. So And I agree.
0: But I think it's also, like, making sure everything works for each other. Because I think specifically with the Mildred situation is, like, I'm getting up early and I'm cleaning and, like, Aussie just says, I'm not even a morning person, you know, like the big yeah. thing was that Aussie. But like Aussie can clean at night. Like that could be a proposed yeah. solution instead of. And I hate when these types of conversation then goes personal, you know, it's it's so easy because of how everyone has been raised around
1: cleaning. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. some
0: households, they say cleanliness is close to godliness. Like they put it into a religion now. And, like, it gets so easy to, like, then feel as, like, the person who doesn't have, like, the higher expectations of feeling, like, shamed um,
1: in some way when it's just, like, it's, it's different. <laughs> so, like, what, what, how do you, how would you like someone to communicate that, like, hey, can you, can you clean the bathroom? Like how can a person communicate that without it coming off as like passive aggressive or like shaming or especially mm-hmm. if, if that person is like, annoyed that it hasn't happened in a while, right? Mm-hmm. Like, cause it's, I think that also goes into it. Also, I didn't even know that this was a big problem for Aussie and Sam. <laughs>
0: No, not Aussie and Sam, Aussie and oh, Mildred. Oh, for Aussie and, and Milica, Mildred. was like, you haven't cooked for me once, and you've been going out. And, like, and um, and Aussie says, I've been going out with my friends almost every week. That's why I haven't been cooking. And then Mildred was like, well, why don't you bring me anything home? Um, mm, that's, so, valid.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that's valid. Yeah. That's valid. I mean, well... Ooh, I, I don't. I don't want to talk about Mildred. I know <laughs> it gets I don't very want to talk mur- about Mildred.
0: Yeah, it's it very murky. Cause like, of course, as your actual life partner, you would probably be texting, "Hey, babe, like, what do you want? I'm about to go home." But it's like, right, Mildred, <laughs> right, Mildred. After like a few days of meeting her, um, so yeah. Um, But yeah, I mean, I'm still cool with like, bringing the thing up. I think don't, I think that's the biggest thing is like, don't wait, actually just establish the schedule, establish the schedule. Because I hate when it's so obvious someone is like, Oh, yeah, it's been weeks. And then they come with that energy. When the other person has like, like this is the first time (laughs) maybe like hearing it so it's like if you just if everyone establishes a good schedule or also come with it of like it's not um personal like i think that's so interesting that a lot of people come into those conversations of you don't care about me obviously because you haven't done like, <laughs> like you think i'm your slave and it's like really i probably had like a depression week <laughs> like right right i'm thinking about anything in a, a good second it's not about right. i think that's when it gets so and then it's like you don't even want to be in the home you do want to put on your backpack. Aussie <laughs> you had the backpack, the water bottle and the speakers to go every single time. And it's like I I relate. I relate.
1: <laughs> I mean that's real and also like I try to hold space for the fact that like people when it comes to like taking care of the home, people notice different things. Like, mm-hmm. some people notice if, like, the dishes haven't been washed in a week, and other people don't think about that, right? Like, mm-hmm. and then some people notice if the floor hasn't swept in a while, and other people don't, and I think, but I also think people do just forget. Like, even if a schedule is established, like, people yeah. still will forget, like, oh, shit, today's Wednesday, I'm supposed to do this, right? Like, yeah. it takes time to to build a routine, but um, but i i noticed that shit though like <laughs> like i'm not gonna lie like i i like certain things bother me like dishes particularly so but like i think there is a way to gracefully communicate that of yeah. like hey like this is actually some i i don't I actually don't think it's a bad thing to make it personal if it's in a way of like if it's in a way of like, this is a love language for me, right? Like, like, some, like a way that I feel loved mm-hmm. is if the dishes are washed, right? Or like a way that I feel loved is if the bathroom's clean. Like, mm-hmm. I think there is a way to make it personal that is about like, this is how we can take care of each other, right? And like, and if you can't do it, for a certain week or a certain day, like you can communicate that to me, and I can do it, right? Or, and instead of it building up mm-hmm. and I feel tight that like you haven't done this thing that I assumed you were gonna do, right? I agree,
0: and I think the difference there um, is like talking about your own feelings um, about a situation, and then but not projecting what mm-hmm. someone else's thoughts or feelings might be, like. It's just the whole, the assumption from one person of like, you're out to get me or you don't care about me because of X, Y, and Z when the other person was probably in their own world for like other things. And I, I still give um, Aussie kudos on that first conversation with Mildred Aussie didn't run. Like Aussie was just like, Oh, okay. And was like really hearing it out. And it was then like conversation two, three and whatever. And like, By that time, I really questioned what was happening behind the scenes between Aussie and Mildred. And, like, Mildred um, brought up, and this is something I think of just with the Mildred and Tiff situation again. Mildred has a habit of wanting to be there first to tell the story. And Mildred was there first with Sam of, like, your partner doing this, this, and this. How could you allow this? Like, Mildred flat out called Sam an enabler. We don't know that. Like, she, she labeled Sam, made Sam feel guilty of, like, not treating Aussie a certain way. And then we later see Sam and Aussie going through it. Like, that's something right. I also want Mildred to be held accountable for. Cause like, well, I know a lot of people really sided with Mildred's perspective on the situation. So
1: what can mm. I do? <laughs> no, that's real. And, and that's also like disrespectful to go back to the original partner and talk shit about their partner. It's like, you've only known them for three weeks. I've known them for three years. Like there's, things about them that I understand that you don't. Um, Something that I thought was wild was the the bathroom moment where like Mildred and Aussie were both getting ready in their own ways and Mildred was like pressing Aussie about the bathroom and it's just like, well, I'm in the bathroom now. Let me know when you need it so that I can stop and you can go in and then I can finish getting ready. And it's just like, that's, so much to think about. Like, just let me know when you're done in the bathroom. <laughs> like, and I, I could imagine that. Like, yeah, this, this was like they were about to go to like an event for the show. So I can imagine that maybe they only had like an hour, right? So like, that's why Mildred was like pressed about timing. But to go from that to you're inconsiderate. <laughs> like, damn. So, like, can- like bringing
0: up old old arguments and being like well we were great at communicating this time weren't we like yeah yeah i flip-flopped so much on that scene because like to me the first time i watched it i was like mildred's in the wrong like mildred is literally making my blood pressure rise (laughs) because it's like we're talking about a mirror in the bathroom that you're currently using so why (laughs) are why are we going back and forth when I'm in the other room ironing and then I saw other people have takes online and I'm like and then I rewatched it and then I was like okay maybe maybe um Aussie wasn't the wrong but I flip back now because it's like yeah Aussie was like you only want to pick fights with me in front of this camera like what's going on yeah and then aussie being like actually i'm not gonna go back and forth with you i'm gonna leave it's like yes (laughs) leave i support it (laughs) but yeah um let's see if i have so the only update that i have on aussie and sam is that they were already kind of like influencers before um mm. so they said that they're still together they're putting keep it um saucy which is s in front of aussie's name.com they had that website before so they're gonna put it Fossy. back. Aussie, that's a really good
1: <laughs> that's a good couple name it is That's <laughs> so good they should make a hot sauce yeah,
0: they look <laughs> they look so happy. I know a lot of people want to have their different perspectives, but I think I think they're great. I know people also laughed at Aussie's like rock to um Sam for the engagement, but like Sam's hella into tarot and is a mystical person.
1: So I I was swooning when I was watching it the first time. <laughs> wow. I'm not gonna lie. Um, I definitely got worried because that rock scene was dragging, and I'm just like, is this all? Like, is this the supposed to be in place of an engagement ring? And I'm, I don't even care about like engagement or anything don't. like that. But know. I definitely was just like, I definitely was just like, I know Sam wants a ring. Yeah. Like, I know this bitch wants a ring. Like, this rock <laughs> is not enough. <laughs> um, but, but. I realized that Aussie was just dragging it to, like, for effect. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> so I think that is it for our recap. Um, Alicia, what's what's a big um, last statement you want to give for a recap of the ultimatum queer love? Is
1: that, um, oh, well... Something I was thinking about today is that like the (laughs) I felt like this was a very like soft poppy season where like the mask presenting people were like really in like living in their in their softness and in their feelings and it was actually like the femmes who were doing the most and who were like either exhibiting toxic behaviors or just like they They just were 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 doing the most, basically, except for Sam, but like, yeah, so something I mean, something that I will take away is like, yeah, move more like now, like there's like a smooth like calmness about them that I definitely want to hold on to within myself but also for future partners, and that and you know, thinking about Tiff, there's always room for for transformation, there's always room for growth. And yeah, I think that's it for me.
0: (laughs) I think for me, I hope there's a season two. Um, If so, more people, fewer queer involved making the show. Because that for sure. This would have been handled, the domestic abuse, I hope, would have been handled so differently than um what actually went down um and yeah there would be there would be like more inside conversations i mean jenna tried jenna was like i know what a power bottom is mm-hmm. <laughs> but, like yeah. a queer host um a with queer them. host yeah. and maybe like oh sorry what are we saying just saying that would be lovely
1: yeah agreed a queer host and and some more i think they also need to queer up like the format of of this show too because it's it i don't I, yeah they need to queer it up they need to queer it up
0: it, it's not going to happen but it's a lovely thought
1: <laughs> maybe it could maybe it could happen
0: yeah here's
1: hoping here's hoping
0: all right. Is yeah. there anything that um, anywhere pe- you want people to follow you, look for your word?
1: Oh wow. Okay. Uh, I, we could drop my my website. No, actually, I need to redo some things on my website. So I guess I'll put my Instagram. Um, it's at Alicia A L I S H A period A C Q U A Y E. <laughs> That's my IG. All
0: right, and I am your host, Nicole Weaver. We're going to come back with some more content. We're going to talk about Cruel Summer, which might be an unexpected choice, but we will explain later. Please watch with us and follow the Black by Reality um, on Twitter. It's just the handle is Black by Reality. So and please Subscribe if you want to look for more content on YouTube. Like, comment, give us your thoughts. Thank you.
1: Bye. Hmm, a last statement. Um. In terms of what? Like, the whole show? Or, like, yeah. like, what's your biggest takeaway? Is, like,
0: is there anything that's going to stick with you from the show? Is there anything you're hoping if there's a season two? Like, what's what's the standout thought, I think?
1: Something that I will take away is that... Um, ooh. Well, something I was thinking about today is that, like, the... <laughs> I felt like this was a very like,